In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Christ is in our midst. Today we hear again about healing. Two more individuals who were healed in the gospel today. And actually, if we know the story of Paul, even though it doesn't speak to it directly in the epistle today, that's about healing as well, because we know Paul was not only zealous, he was a zealot. And in this spirit of being a zealot for the law, he was a persecutor of Christians. And as a result, a persecutor of Christ. And yet, he was healed of this. Even though he couldn't see for a period of time, he was healed of this misunderstanding of the faith, not receiving grace and mercy and not giving grace and mercy. So we hear about healings all the time. Imagine that, hearing about healings in the church. But we hear about that in the gospel messages, in the gospel passages. We heard last week about the Gadarene demoniac that was healed of being filled with this demonic, uh, this demons, these demons. And we'll hear again in the coming weeks about healings. And as an aside, the reason why our church in her wisdom has put these gospel passages and these messages each week during this time is because it's preparing us for what we will celebrate in just a short period of time, which is the incarnation, Christmas, the nativity, because God came into the world in his son, Jesus Christ, to heal the world, to restore humanity to our original beauty and likeness made in the image and likeness of God. And so we hear these, these events and hopefully we're not just only hearing them with our ears, but we're re realizing, recognizing, seeking the healing of God in his son, Jesus Christ, as we prepare to once again celebrate his coming into the world for the healing of the world. But today we hear about these two individuals, this woman who had a flow of blood, as we heard, and Jairus, daughter who died and in in the last few verses of the gospel we read that when Jesus <clears throat> went in the teacher went in to uh, to see Jairus's daughter he said as they were all weeping and bewailing he said do not weep for she is not dead but sleeping and they laughed at him knowing that she was dead, but taking her by the hand, he called saying, child, arise. And her spirit returned and she got up at once. Jesus took the hand of the daughter of Jairus, who all who are around thought and believed she was dead. 
she was not going to be resurrected. She was dead, and they were, they were wailing, bewailing, and moaning, and crying, and in deep grief, and understandably so. But he took her by the hand, and she got up at once, and he directed that something should be given to her to eat. Now we know from Scripture that this was not the first time that our Lord stretched out his hand to bring healing. The one gospel passage that I refer to often, and we have the beautiful icon in the chapel, is of Peter when he was by the sea and he saw the Lord and he wanted to go to the Lord and he walked on the water. He found himself walking on the water and as soon as he took his eyes off Jesus and he noticed that the waves and the storms of life were around him, he began to sink and he called out to the Lord. The Lord stretched out his hand and grabbed his arm and pulled him out of the water. When Peter's mother-in-law was ill with fever, we hear in Mark, Jesus came and took her by the hand and lifted her up and the fever left her. When sick people came to him, the blind, the deaf, he laid his hands upon them and healed them. You see, the hands of the Lord are there for us always. Always. Even as we see in the icon of the resurrection of the descent into Hades, our Lord is grasping the hands of first man and first woman, Adam of Eve, and pulling them from the graves, pulling them from the depths, from the death that is brought by sin and Satan. Our Lord extends his hand upon us, waiting for us to reach out and to take hold of his hand, that he may bring healing power, forgiveness of sins, and salvation. Saint Irenaeus, an early saint of the church, in the first few centuries said that God the Father has his two hands constantly stretched out to us, beckoning us to grasp them. One hand, he says, is Jesus. The other hand is the Holy Spirit. Thus, the entire Trinity is reaching out to embrace us in love, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. What is prayer? but reaching out with a hand of faith to grasp the already outstretched hands of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? What is the Eucharist, the body and blood of our Lord and Savior, but reaching out to grasp not just the hand, but the whole, the whole of Christ in both the body and the blood that he may make us his living presence in the world? When I am blessed with offering the service of the 40-day blessing of a mother and child who has just been born, and I will do so here at the end of liturgy. I had one yesterday and last week and so many it seems. Every time when I'm reaching out to take hold of that child that's just been born, the mother, this may be her first child or her second or her third or her fourth, it doesn't matter, is holding on so tight. 
not just loosely, but tight, grasping that child, keeping it close to her, protecting that child, loving that child, holding that child. That's an awesome and beautiful responsibility and image of the very same thing that our Lord does for us, holds on to us, doesn't just simply or insecurely, if you will, touch us, but holds on to us, grasps us. We are in his arms, safe and secure, just as a newborn is in the arms of his or her mother. I feel this when I take this child from the mother because I feel this very same responsibility, this very same obligation, this very same love and desire to be secure with his child. This is our Lord. When he reaches out his hand, when we grasp his hand rather, he holds us firmly and securely, safely, bringing us into his presence, bringing us into his love and his mercy and his grace. And those loving hands, those loving hands have never been withdrawn from us as we hear God saying in the book of Isaiah, and Paul speaks to the church in Rome about this, he says, all day long I have held out my hands to a disobedient and contrary people. Even though the people were disobedient, as Isaiah and all the prophets, all the prophets were reminding them, even though they were, God did not withdraw his hands. God did not remove himself from them. His hands were still there, reaching out, waiting to be grasped, waiting to be taken hold of. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God, says it, it says in Scripture, but it is not an even, but is it not even a more feel, fearful thing than to fall out of the hands of God? Jesus speaks in the Gospel of John, chapter 10. He says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. And no one, no one shall, shall snatch them out of my hand. If you are in Christ, as Paul said, we heard from the Gospel of Galatians, I have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. If he lives in you, if he lives in us, no one shall, shall snatch us out of his hands. We are secure in his hands. We are in his loving embrace and in his security. I, as a priest, have seen and visited with so many people who struggle with so many things, with fear and anxiety, with physical, emotional, spiritual challenges, with all things imaginable. But I have never, ever seen one of them whose problem is that they've never in their life taken hold of the hand of God. Now they may have forgotten that. They may have strayed from that. But by taking hold of the hand of God, 
in prayer, in repentance, in confession, in receiving the sacraments or the mysteries rather of the church, taking hold of the hand of God, I've seen lives changed, even overnight. Every time I go to the hospital, especially to someone who's in the, the final days or weeks or months or period of time in their life, every time what they do is they hold out their hand to be held. I can bring the sacraments, the mysteries, I can pray with them, but they want their hand to be held and I hold on to their hand. I don't know if subconsciously or if spiritually they are preparing themselves or reaching out their hand to the hand of Jesus Christ who's taking hold of their hand as they receive their healing, their spiritual healing and pass from this life to the hope of eternal life. But taking hold of the hand of the Lord is something that I believe they are reaching out to. I just happen to be his servant to be there to hold their hand physically. But spiritually, it's the Lord who's grabbing onto their hand to carry them over, to carry them and bring them with him. This is what our Lord did to this little girl today. This is what our Lord offers to us, each and every one of us, when he reaches out his hands to pull us into Him, to put His arms around us, to heal us, and to save us. And so we are called through faith to receive the mercy, the grace, and the love of Jesus Christ, to respond to Him by grasping onto His hand, by reaching out our hand so that He may grasp onto ours and pull us, pull us out just as he did Adam and Eve, just as he did Jairus' daughter, Peter's mother-in-law, Peter, all of us, out of the waves, the storms, the challenges of life, into his loving embrace and into his eternal kingdom. Amen.